0: Welcome back to the Sherman Nation podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Sherman. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, he hails from Columbus, Ohio, but we're here doing our first episode in Kent, Ohio, Kent State. He's on the football team, known as the best running back in the match Welcome, Daniel Vangura. Uh, Daniel, uh, Yo, yep, what's up,
1: man? Happy to be here. I'm excited this is the second episode, right?
0: Second episode, the man. Second
1: episode. I'm excited yeah. to be the second guest. Um, looking forward to it.
0: Oh yeah, man. You'll you'll probably be a pretty uh, frequently recurring guest too, because you're. We we have some some good conversations, and I'm hoping to, to capture one here today. Um, so first off, I wanted to talk to you. I actually I wanted to ask you a question because last time we saw each other in person, uh, I was kind of thinking about dropping out of college. So I'll, and I never really got your. Uh, your opinion on college itself. You kind of just heard my, my side of it. You're like, hey, man, you, you got a plan. You seem like you know what you're doing. That's, like, that's great and everything. Go do what's best for you. But I was wondering, what what is your take on college? Like, do you, do you value it, or are you kind of just here for athletics?
1: Yeah, I think – so I think each individual's path is different. I think that some people come to college with a purpose and intent to uh, build a career off of it, you know, rather that's – you know building off their degree um, you know some like myself i'm an athlete so you know sports was obviously like the avenue that developed me in my interest to go to college um so i can only speak from my experience i think that the biggest thing for me in college i've been able to build connections and i think that's really important um building connections in college because you know, never know that where that could take you um it's not so much for me about using my degree i'm a, I'm a public communication um, major And I'll be graduating this spring 2023. So, for me, um, I've been to a few different institutions. Um, I've been through quite the journey, actually. So, um, I've always taken pride in building the connections, meeting new people, um, because you never know how that's going to spin back around. And then, obviously, you know, being a football player, being an athlete, um, that's a platform in and of itself um, that could, you know, be used um, to, to possibly get to the next level. Um, and then, especially being a Division One football player, I think it it gives you unique sights. You know, you get to travel, um, you get to play other um, big schools. So I think for me, it's just about the connections that you built, um, and that's just my take on it personally, from an individual perspective.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you said you uh, it's helped you build connections. Um, I actually had two questions there. One, how how did it help you like build connections? What what avenues did you uh, acquire those connections through? And um, actually, I forget my second question.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that's so, it. But that's that's a good one. Yeah. yeah so, what what So for me, um, I started off at Ohio State University, and I uh, I signed. Just remembered the question. Yeah, I, yeah that's, <laughs> that's okay. I signed um, to play football for Ohio State University, um, and I, I started off that year there. I, I played for one. I, I did one year there. Um, so I, I was I was fortunate enough to meet um, a lot of different people there some people that I still talk to to this day. Um, and after I did a year there, I transferred out um, and went to a different state um, in Mississippi, where I um, planned on playing ball there. And I was a community college. Um, so I was fortunate enough to build connections there as well. I, I met some some really good students um, that attended there at the same time that I was there. Um, some of my close friends that I still talk to to this day. So. Uh, when i talk about connections it's about like you know relationships friendships um you know even you know business opportunities possibly um the people i had never lived in mississippi i had never lived in a different state before i you know moved there um, when i transferred but that was a unique experience i was able to understand um, the different type of people the different walks of life um, that come from you know around around the map Um, so you know, for me, that avenue—it's about you know relationships and friendships um, that you grow and you you see and use throughout your time spent um, at those institutions. And again, like my experience is a little bit different. Obviously, ideally, you want to stick to the same school, but when you do get that opportunity, um like I have, you know, you when you travel and went to many different schools, um, you know, you, you you build a lot of different relationships with people. So that's always a great thing.
0: So would you say that you uh, built more connections through athletics more than anything, or was it the actual, like physical, like going to college itself that, that did it? Uh, and also um, do you think that you have an advantage over some other people as far as versatility since you have uh, kind of moved around a bit and you know, like how to kind of just do your, do your own thing and work hard no matter where you
1: are? Right. I, I would, I would say for me physically, through interacting with people, just doesn't matter if you're a coach, a player, like a teammate, um, just people in general. Like I think for me, um, I've I've gone I've throughout my process, my experience, I've gotten I've become more accustomed to just interacting with different people. Like so for me, I'm all about having conversations. I'm all about sitting down talking with people. That's why I love this podcast That's what <laughs> we're doing right now, um, and you know, the many different people like I got, like the people in Mississippi that I, that I that I was able, fortunate enough to meet, um, they gave me a whole different perspective on, um, you know, just how how kind they were, how, you know, very proper, proper voice, nice and calm they were. Um, you know, they, they, they say the Southern hospitality, that's a, that's a known saying that you get the Southern nice hospitality. And I felt that while I was there, I felt like the, those people were genuine, they were sweet. Um, and you know, that was a great experience, um, that I was able to um, go through when I was there. Um, so for me, it's, it's just about the people, um, the people that i that i met there, the people that i met, um, just interacting um, and, and getting to know more people. I think that's the, the, the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. So I actually want to bring this back to your major a little bit, because we, we are in the same major and that's, that's kind of how we met um what do you what do you kind of want to do with that what are your what are your plans after graduation because I know it's a very broad major and you, you've had all these experiences you've gone you know to all these places met all these people you said potential business opportunities do you want to get into business or do you just kind of want to have a, a job or don't really know yet
1: yeah, so community public communications for me has, has been the major that I've stuck with since day one I know some people come to college and they don't know exactly the route they want to go so um, for me, in the beginning of school, like college, my freshman year, I knew exactly that. That's, that's the degree I wanted to pursue. Um, so, comm is what I stuck with from day one. And um, I'm not clear, quite sure, on like, what exactly I want to do with it. I know that when I graduate um, in the spring of this 2023, I know I have an extra year I'll go into graduate school. Um, so, that would give me a little bit more time <laughs> to build a career off of it. Um, but you know, if I was to use my degree, you know, I could I could see myself getting into journalism. I, I like writing. Um, I I I want to stay involved in sports as long as I can. So you know, if that's being a broadcaster, um, uh, a sports analyst, um, like I said, journalist, like those are that type of routes I would choose to go uh, with my with my major. And then also, you know, being a public speaker to some degree, um, I think that. My voice, um, my voice should and needs to be heard when um, it comes to you know some things that I, I share because I think I, I like to think there's some things I have a unique perspective on. So I think being a public speaker as well could be um, very very impactful. Um, so those are the type of things that I've thought of um, in terms of what I want to do with my degree.
0: So you said you think you have a unique perspective on some things what are what are some things that you would say you have that unique perspective on that other people maybe wouldn't expect, Right. or well, so
1: so for me, like I'm all about um, sharing my experience, and I think for me, the best teacher in life is experience. So, for my age, and especially for people um, that are pursuing the similar pathway that I'm pursuing and being an athlete, I think that you want to hear from other people's experience um, because, in some sense, it could give you. It can give you hope. It can, it can inspire you. It can motivate you. Um, so for me, what I've gone through um, as a college student, um, you know, even through coming up through high school, um, what I've gone through as an athlete, um, I think that, you know, it could provide a lot of um, help for people who are pursuing the same path. Um, for me, I've, I've been thankful enough to, um, you know, go through, uh, this is, can say it's my fourth institution. So what is that process like? Um, you know, not, obviously that's not something that you, that every college student is experiencing. Um, but, you know, right now I'm in a good place. You know, I'm, I'm playing Division One football. I'm, I'm, I'm living out my dream that I anticipated on um, doing. And at, at this very moment, I, I would think that um, if you heard my story, you know, and I, it would take a long time to you know explain everything to you guys but if you heard my story I think it would provide unique insight um, as to how I w- was able to persevere through um, adversity um, get through you know all the the negative um, experiences circumstances that was um, you know happening in my life at the time and I think from that perspective I'm able to provide that that type of um, that type of unique voice for people who are probably in need and, and probably need to hear it. So that's what type of unique experience I can bring.
0: So you said that, uh, that communication kind of stuck out to you and that's been your major since day one. What was it about communication that, that stuck out to you? What, Like, cause I didn't, I didn't have that major coming in. I had another major and I switched. Um, like you said, a lot of people do. So what, what kind of stuck out to you? Cause I feel like it's a, a, a degree that not a lot of people really, even know like what it is because it's kind of just sounds like a generic degree which it is to an extent
1: yeah so I so to be to be quite frank I think just in overall I like dealing with people yeah like I'm a people's person um and for me like I, I wouldn't use the term social butterfly um, because <laughs> honestly in high school I was like viewed as this person who was quiet and talked much I've always been a laid back type of person, but, but you know, communications kind of just stuck out for me because it was the most um, authentic. Um, it was it was the most authentic uh, pathway for me to go um, in terms of like who, what I was interested in, what I liked. You know, as far as being a sports analyst, like I watched you know ESPN Sports Center, I watched debate shows, I watched podcasts. Um, so just that that overall interaction that I. I that I see with people and that I experience with people as well. Um, it just stuck out to me from the very beginning, and I've always just been sure that that's what I wanted to do.
0: So do you think you could have done any of those, like, potential options that you want to do, like a journalist or a sports analyst? Do you think there is a way you could have done that without your degree?
1: Well, for sure. Most definitely. I think that being a journalist is, you know, you can write up something, you know, And nowadays, you have social media, you have so many different outlets and um, revenues to get your own self built up and get started. You know, um, I I journal. I have like a personal journal. And like, you know, I think that, you know, if you if I like truly wanted to be a journalist or, you know, a self, you know, self reporter and um, just reported my own um, local stuff like that, that's a possibility. And then you just build up from there. Um, So you don't necessarily need your degree for it, but obviously I think that provides leverage. Um, So, you know, being a college student and then being a student athlete at that, that, you know, you might as well take advantage of it.
0: Okay, so I actually want to take this in a bit of a different direction. I know you said that you don't really know what you want to do, but um, we've kind of mentioned this idea of journalism a couple different times. And um, I know we've been in some things together where we talk about, Um, sports and and their relation to kind of the outside world. And we've talked about things like, you know, politics and and how that's kind of involved in sports and like how gender, you know, impacts that all that stuff. Um, And a lot of that stuff really comes from the journalism world and and how they kind of portray that information to uh, the public and and ultimately just how people view it, view it on a much broader scale. So um, my question to you is, if you were going to you know, think about being a journalist. What What does journalism mean to you, and what do you think you could bring to that profession, if that's a course of action you decide to go? Right.
1: Through. I think the, the professionals that are journalists um, who who hone their skill, their their talent, and they are good at their job. Um, it doesn't necessarily take you having to be an athlete or a former athlete, but I think it does give you an advantage. Like you're starting to see these podcasts um, that have. Hosts that are former athletes um, that are hosting these podcasts, and they're starting. To, they're starting to get a lot of views. They're starting to get a lot of attention um, because they're able to provide a unique perspective from a former athlete standpoint. So, um, when their perspective is so unique, it's more more often than not because they can relate to these players because they've done the, th- the things that these players have done. For me, um, being a journalist, uh, I think that being a collegiate athlete, which I currently am, it provides that insight. Like only I, like when, with all due respect to the journalists who have not played or have not been athletes, um, as good as they are at their jobs, they will never know what it's like to be in the locker room. Yeah. Right. So that that type of insight I think is important, like understanding what players are thinking in certain situations because you've gone through those same situations. I think that's important as a journalist as well. Um, so it, I think it only, uh, if it provides, it just gives you an extra um, understanding, an extra advantage to what you're uh, reporting on.
0: Okay, so do you think that um, you would maybe say you have a higher ceiling or a higher potential to connect with audiences because you were uh, an athlete, like you said, and, and um, you would have kind of like that insider knowledge that, you know, not everybody knows what it's like to be in the locker room, right, Not not everybody knows what it's like if you're you're down in the fourth quarter and one score changes right. the game or something and maybe you make the playoffs if you win that game like not everybody knows those situations but yeah. athletes do um, and it's not even just football just in general do, do, do you think uh, you would have um, like you said not necessarily even that edge just like a higher potential to achieve more over a career because of that
1: yeah well so like for the reporters who are, who have not played sports like I don't think it makes them any less credible but I think for an audience perspective, I think when you have that, that understanding that, hey, this person has done this before. like This person knows what it feels like to be in that arena. This person knows what, this, what, this, what it takes to be in that position. This person has been in that position. Then I think from an audience perspective, you're more likely to hear what they're saying versus someone who is stating points or things that could be incorrect or correct but they're stating things from not being a former athlete's perspective. Like, you know, they, they're still educated on that, that specific, that specific thing. However, it's not the same type of experience that the former player has. So um, again, like, you know, it is, you're seeing it today with the podcast. Um, You know, I think Draymond, Draymond Green has said like the the new media and like, you know, his podcast is called the volume how he's able to provide insight you know you have I am athlete you have a pivot you have these different types of podcasts where these athletes are providing insight um and i think that people want to hear that more so than you know these reporters who <laughs> um you know reporting you know from you know the outsiders more more perspective so um, i think that's important to understand
0: okay so what about the inverse of that because sometimes i notice um especially in wrestling that sometimes when you have guys who were athletes and are coaches and, like, super involved, that sometimes they don't do as well as announcers because they're a little too technical and mm-hmm. a little too, like, into the nitty-gritty. And I think that can limit sometimes the, uh, the audience and, and who actually wants to watch that because I think we can both agree that um, a lot of what drives, like, sports and popularity comes from people's perception of it and, and uh, how the announcers kind of um, view it do you think with a sport like football, since it's a lot bigger, it's a lot um, kind of more broad? Do you think that there is um, maybe like a, a discrepancy there that hey, sometimes it's better to have a, a guy that was a former player when discussing like certain things? Like uh, who was Who's that one guy that he like has his own podcast? He talks all all the time about the NFL. It's like Pat something,
1: mm-hmm. Pat McCaffrey or something. Pat McCaffrey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He yeah, has like the Pat McCaffrey
0: it. Show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see that how sometimes. People would be like, okay, yeah, I want to hear his perspective, like going into playoffs, like what the players are thinking and stuff. But what about like just game to game? Like you got the people that are like not really super big football fans, but they could be a big market to tap into, like for money reasons. Do you think that the announcer would would uh, have a advantage one way or the other if if they weren't an athlete?
1: Absolutely, I think that you could still be just as credible, just as. It's just like not every good athlete is going to be a good coach.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like not every
1: bad going to be now. Not every bad player is going to be a bad coach. So, you know, you have guys that you know are reporters who's never played the game before, but they've studied the game, mm-hmm. so they have a tremendous amount of insight on how to articulate what's happening. So, you know, it's just like for a player, like you know, you could have been good at the the game, you could understand the game, but are you able to articulate to the to the audience? What is happening and what's going on? So I think a lot of that stems from you know your your ability to and your willingness to actually study the game so that you're able to um, articulate to the, the audience what's going on um, because you know if if you're not if if you're able to understand it the best the best the best understanding of something is when you can teach it that's when you've mastered it when you're able to teach it back to someone so. Um, if you're able to teach what's being happening, what's happening play by play, um, and you're able to do it as a as a journalist or, or an analyst or a broadcaster, um, and you're able to do that with your words for a person who doesn't necessarily watch the game or know the game to the same magnitude as you, then I think you've done your job well. It doesn't matter if you're a former athlete or not. I think it, it just takes a lot of studying and knowing uh, what's happening play by play, and being able to articulate that to. The, um, viewers
0: out there. Okay, so it's really more so just about being able to relay information, yeah, and kind of like how you do that, like depending right. on what the audience is looking for, right?
1: I think you have to have a sound mind when it comes to, right, uh, like any sport. Like you have, if you if you know your 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 fundamentals of it, and you know like the the the, the techniques and stuff, like because you've studied it, um, and you're able to use those those skills and apply it to uh, your job, and what your job is to do is to explain it to the, the viewers at home. If you're able to do that, um, then you know you'll, you'll 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 be
0: good. Okay. So, um, would you ever think about like starting your own journalism company? Is that something you'd be interested in? Because then you would have like more control over over everything. I don't know how you kind of think about that stuff. If you're just kind of like, I'll just go do whatever it is I do, whatever pays the bills, or if you're like. I'm a lot more entrepreneurial like thinking yeah. wise and I know I know you know that yeah I was just kind of wondering where, where you are on that like is yeah. these, are these like career avenues that you could see like okay I want to I want to do more than just right. be a journalist I want to like right. really provide like what, what what kind of value do you really want to provide have you, have you ever thought about that like at the end right. of your life here's the legacy that I wanted to have left right. through whatever yeah. avenues right that's a good question because
1: I haven't thought that deep yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I haven't thought that deep yet. But as far as being an entrepreneur, like and and, and I've learned that from you too. Like at the end of the day, like you want to be your own boss. Right? Like I want to be my own boss. And like it starts with those type of thoughts. Like I like at the end of the day, like I'm just gonna be honest, like in in a workplace, in a workplace environment. I don't like I don't like being totally
0: so, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people really do. Some I mean, people just like, tolerate it. But some stuff.
1: people tolerate it, some okay with it and it doesn't it doesn't bug them um to the same level as others like mm-hmm. to me i don't like it. In, in a workforce i'm saying like i and i comply with rules by no means do i not comply with, but in a workplace hey, sometimes you got to break the rules <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, sometimes, I, sometimes rules are stupid because like leaders lead right and like leaders also um are they are their own bosses like you mm-hmm. know you, you like to be the the, the head of the the dragon like you, you think, want you want to be the, the leader of it Okay. you think leaders are their are their own bosses in, in, a, in a way in like way. i think that leaders lead um in any form like it doesn't necessarily have to be the workplace but if it is the workplace you know you might have somebody who has a title that's higher than you but that doesn't mean that you know they're necessarily a good leader right yeah right like in terms of like if you want to be formal like okay that's your boss but like you're yeah. still a leader you can still Give this person and tell this person what to do, um, because you know people are you know people who are leaders like they're going to find ways to you know, mm-hmm. add, to lead in, in any formal fashion. Like you're going to try to lead by any means necessary. Like you know the the title boss. I think that's just more so for the, like the workplace environment. Um, but like if you if you're a leader, you don't want to have to you don't want to be your own boss at some point
0: yeah so it's kind of like that um that age old uh comparison of like manager versus leader like what's the difference? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't really know the difference
1: mm.
0: like yeah what do you have a say on that like what's what's the difference to you
1: right i think when you're when you're managing things i think you're, um, that's a good when you're you're a facilitator like you're able to um, provide um you're able to provide different outlets and different concepts on how to do things. Um, but you, you don't, you don't, you, you you like, you you form ideals. Like you can manage things by, you know, putting things in place, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the leader. Like you have different roles, like management, management has different roles, um, in professions and anything like in sports. Um, but when you're a leader, you know, I think you galvanize the group. Like, you re, you, re, you get people to, you know, follow you by, you know, your words and your actions. Management is only going to tell you how to get things done. You're going to manage yeah. things. Leadership is telling you how to get things done. Okay. Like, Interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Okay. I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I kind of sure, think sure, of it sure. differently. Okay, let me, let me hear yours.
0: Okay, so I think of it like managers are people that they have a set job to do, and it is this this group of tasks. This needs done. Maybe they're delegating, like telling other people what to do. Like, all right, we got quotas to meet. Like all yeah. that stuff. Very like, I'm your boss kind of thing. Because they're man, right? It's in yeah. the name. They're managing you, yeah. right? And managing like a bunch of other people. They're managing a department to make sure it all runs smoothly together. Uh, as far as a leader goes, though, I think there's two different kinds of leaders. Um, and I'm just going to kind of make this distinction. So it -hmm. it makes an explanation easier. I think there's kind of headstrong leaders and then there's kind of like crowd leaders. And I think the difference is headstrong leaders are people who are like above the managers, like the, the, the person who owns the whole company. And they're like, all right, here's, here's our vision. Here's how I want to inspire you guys to want to work as hard as I want to work. Here's what I'm trying to create for everybody else. Here's the legacy that I want to leave through this. What
1: form is this in the form of a
0: business? It could be in a form of a business or it could be anything. It could be like how your coach motivates you, right? Okay. Like he could be a leader. Uh, but then I think um, like going back to the sports example, then there's guys like on the team, like the team captains. They're more of like the crowd leaders because they're not really in a position of power to physically do anything. Gotcha. But they're, they're basically um, like the common man, if you will. Yeah. You know, like they're with everybody else in the trenches doing the same thing every single day. And it's all right. When you're unmotivated, how does he motivate you? Right Where when coach makes a bad play, who's going to stand up and say, "All right, yo, coach, this isn't this isn't working out." Like, right, yeah. and they' they're willing to step up above everybody else and take the consequence of it, and like, "Okay, maybe I won't play next game, but I, I said what I said because I truly believe that we need to be going a different direction, and I don't care if it's above my scope of authority. Right. I think that's kind of the two different kinds of leaders. I think they're both vitally important and play different roles though.
1: Absolutely. And like, yeah, like in in leadership, to to, leadership can be your own thing. Like, you know, everyone, like, obviously, everyone's not going to be fortunate enough to get the the head the head man leadership role. Um, But you know, you can lead like in in crowds, like you said, and lead you know lead small groups. You know that that's you know that's the biggest thing. Um,
0: So why don't you think people will be fortunate enough to uh, get that headstrong leader position?
1: I think that there's only so many titles. Like I think that. Okay. Yeah, I think. That, I mean, only. So you're only talking so like scope
0: of business. There's only so yeah, so and many and like people business, that can own the
1: stuff. Right. There's only so many CEOs. There's only so many head so yeah. coaching jobs. <laughs> like.
0: Do you think that's a um? That's something that's programmed in us through society, or do you think that's something that like truly there is just a limit of what we can what we can do?
1: I I think there's a limit. Um, in terms of what society puts on people on what to do, but in terms like of your individual, your individual mindset, like anyone can be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like and that's leadership right there. Okay. starting your own company, starting your own brand, it's interesting. Like that's that's leadership, yeah. right? Like so, in the scope of like the society, like we have roles, we have you know mm-hmm. specific job assignments that people are put in place to do, and they define leadership as that. But like in, in and as an individual, like, leadership is whatever you want it to be. Like, you can lead your own anything. Interesting. Right? So that's how I look at it.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I. It's tough to say because I feel like there is definitely a discrepancy between the two. Like you said, there's, like, kind of a limit on what society, like – kind of tells you you can do but then there's yeah. also like the actual limit i think they're two very different right. kind of yeah. distinctions i think one is a lot bigger than than the other yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. yeah. but i also think that we would never actually truly reach that actual like cap of here's how many people can truly be like the leader because mm-hmm. there's some people that just i don't think some people are cut out to be leaders I don't absolutely yeah some <laughs> people don't want to be Right? They, some people
1: don't know how to be. Some people don't want to be. Some yeah. Some just, people have no interest in being it. Yeah,
0: and it's the same with entrepreneur. I I you you thought ev- um you said you think everybody could be an entrepreneur. I truly truly don't believe well, everybody it, can it, be.
1: Theoretically, I think theoretically everyone has, everyone has the freedom.
0: The freedom. Okay. Everyone has
1: the freedom to say, hey, I want to start my own business. Absolutely. So, right. Absolutely. Like social media, like you have the, you have the ability to start your own social media account, and you can run whatever business you'd like to promote off that social media account. Like, you have the freedom to do that, and yeah. know, that's entrepreneurship. Um, but does everyone have the ability? <laughs> absolutely not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. absolutely not.
0: So, okay, so um, do you think athletes would be better suited for for kind of doing those things? Since Because I, I would say the number one distinction, like there's a lot of them, between an entrepreneur and just a person that goes and goes to work every day and, and does what they're told, I think just fundamentally, like yeah. how they think, how they view the world, what they want to do with their life, it's very different. Yeah. But I think the number one thing that stops normal, normal people from wanting to be an entrepreneur is the stress tolerance. Do you think since athletes are put under so much pressure, so much scrutiny all the time, do you think that since they're used to that level of stress of like, hey, you're the boss, man, you want to be the leader, like... All right, the company's bleeding money. What do we do? Like everybody turns to you. You got ten people that you're, you know, they're, they're your employees. You're paying their bills effectively too. Do, do you think they're better suited for roles like that, or?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that first of all, I say this in the utmost respectful, humble way. If you're an athlete, you're not normal.
0: Absolutely like not. You're, you're no. first of
1: all, the standards higher. You're 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 held to the to more adversity when it comes to. Hey, if this guy does something, if Kent State does something, first of all, your name's not going to come from first. The university is going to come first. So, hey, Kent State football player Daniel Bengura. Exactly. So, like, you're 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 upholding a brand. So, with that comes more expectation, comes more um, responsibility. So, with you being able to uphold that, with that type of adversity, with that type of um, standard, um, you're cut out to, you're, you're just cut different. Like, you know, we, we're, we're on set schedule to do things at a certain, in a certain way, in a certain manner, um, on a certain time restraint. Um, so when it comes to um, being an entrepreneur, like you know what that type of adversity looks like because you've gone through something. Um, you, and not to say like, I don't want to say like you've gone through something as, as, as if like people who are not athletes don't go through things. But there's a certain level of, um, there's a certain level of re- resiliency, perseverance that you've gone through as an athlete that puts you at a small percentage of people.
0: You know what I think is the big difference um, is that I feel like people who are athletes, something will happen to them and they take it more to heart. Yeah. than like normal people, like some people will just like brush off like, okay, whatever, it's not like an attack yeah. on me. And athletes take it very personal. They're like, "No, I need to be better. Like, I need right. to do this." I think that's really where the deep-rooted, like, core motivation comes from. Yeah. Because you're, you're right. I mean, you can't be, just like, you can't be normal. You're not really, Any, yeah. anybody at D1, you're not normal. You know, you're just not. You're, you're something's wrong with your head.
1: Yeah. And the standard, like I said, the standard of that brand is the standard, and it's going to be higher than average. Yes. You know, and, and what 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 unfortunately, what most of the society falls under is average. Average, yeah. you know, we're, we're, most of the people that we encounter, we interact like those people are average. So, in order to put yourself in that um, past the, the mountain of average, past that that, that platform, you have to, um, you know, being an athlete, being amongst a, a, a an organization, a company, a brand that is with whole. That withholds this high um, platform, this high notoriety stays like the the value of it is going to be automatically higher. Like, and you're expected to perform at an elite level. where You can no longer be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, it, from an entrepreneur perspective, um, you're going to want to achieve greatness in every phase, and you're going to work and work until you improve and until you get to that. Um, not to say that normal people can't, you know, but you know, you're just I think you're 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 put in a position um, that sets you up in more success, um, and, and in terms of like um, people um, wanting to um, use you as an entrepreneur, I think that you having that platform, I think that draws more more attention. Um, it draws more attention from the um, outsiders who are looking in, so I think that gives you an advantage as well.
0: Okay, so you talk about like uh, kind of universities being like the brand and you're hold, held to a higher standard. So I want to ask you because this same exact situation came up with the basketball team last year. Yeah, let's talk about that. So for the people that don't know, because I'm taking probably a lot of people definitely outside of Ohio and probably honestly outside of Kent and Akron, they probably don't really know what happened. Um, so basically it was like the – it was the MAC championship finals, correct?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yep.
0: it's MAC Championship Finals, Kent and Akron are playing each other. For people that don't know, they are huge rivals of us. I never got in on that rivalry being a wrestler because they don't have a <laughs> wrestling team, so I don't really care. But everybody else really cares. Like they're super passionate about it, right? And we beat them in the season, in the normal season, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because we are like I think thirteen and zero. Basketball. Kent State men's basketball. Yeah, Kent State yep. men's basketball is thirteen and zero going in, and. Uh, so, they posted a video. It was the night before the game, right? I don't know. Was it like the semifinals that they just won or they knew they were facing Akron or something? Something was going on. They knew they were facing Akron. And uh, pretty much that some of the players posted this video where they were screaming, uh, fuck Akron. Yeah. Right? Now... <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on that because these there were six players in total that ended up getting suspended and we lost the MAC championship. So their their actions directly affected the team, and they they were probably going to win that game with those guys, but then they didn't because they didn't have have those guys. Because I think two two of them starters or something like it, it impacted yeah. the team a lot.
1: I know, I know that. Yeah, I don't know too much context behind it. First, <laughs> the first thing I will say is. So I'm a football player, and um, we don't refer to that school that you named. We call the school, we call them the school down the road. Um, yeah. But however, I, I did hear about that incident, incident last year, last season during basketball, um, and I believe it was around what, December, or November.
0: It may have been even, like, January. It might something. have been
1: January. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, re- I remember the incident, but I don't remember too much context. Actually, no, January. What am I talking about? It was about? Probably, January? like, February. February? Okay. I, yeah, so I'm basketball
0: way, season is about the Because,
1: season. yeah, that's towards the end of it. And, then, yeah, it's getting ready to So, I don't know too much context behind it, but here's what I will say. Like, they had to get penalized. Really? And, and the reason why I will say, and, and contrary to belief, anyone belief or not, but, like, I think that they had to get penalized because like you mentioned like the brand. Right. And, and I haven't seen the video. I don't know the context of the video again, but I I'm assuming that they probably had some type of Kent State out of those six players who were in the business. They were you know? uh they were in the locker room. They were in the locker room. So exactly I think Game. they probably did have Kent State And the they probably home. had some type of Kent State gear yeah. Right. So like in a video. You're showing the brand. And not only do they have some type of Kent State gear on, or probably did they have some type of Kent State gear on, even if they didn't, they're showing their face, which if you go to Kent State men's basketball roster, it will show their face as well, which is Kent State's website. Okay, gotcha. So, like, when I say this is a brand, this is a business, it's something that if you're a part of, you have to uphold it to its highest standard. And the reasoning that they had to get penalized is because whatever they were saying, the profanity that they were using, it was... Offensive to the public <laughs> so, Okay, so like I, I I don't you know, I don't I don't have any say on you know whether they were right or wrong. Like I don't know what led to them making that decision <laughs> but I, I, I will say like they had to get penalized because of the brand that they're upholding and, and what is what does the University of Kent State look like if they yeah. just say, hey, <laughs> you know, like, see? you guys are good. You so guys can play in the next game. And I, like, it's all over the internet. You I disagree I mean? with you entirely, okay. actually. Yeah, me,
0: so, this is, why. so this is something that really actually pisses me <laughs> off. And the reason why is because this was discussed a lot leading up to the nil agreement for people that don't know name, image, likeness, allows yeah. athletes to now NIL. make NIL. money yeah. off of their name, uh, image, and likeness. Which they could not previously do before it was illegal by the NCAA. They would there would be action taken against them. I don't know all of the, you know, contingencies and, and whatnot, but right. I know a lot of football players would always get hit with allegations of like accepting money under the table or whatever. Right. Um, but my whole thing is I hate the fact that these universities because they are a business. It is a business. It's a business. Yep. Which I could go into why it's a failing business and it works <laughs> in a vacuum of why college is a scam. But, you know, that's a different topic. <laughs> it's
1: a different topic different but thing. pretty much
0: it's a business yeah. and they're making so much money off of these kids, especially football and, right. and men's basketball at most universities. That I agree with. So that I agree with that. my look at it is they probably made a ton of money off of that event, yet they penalized the players, right? They got a ton of publicity, whether it's good or not. Everybody always says bad press, good press, it doesn't matter. It's press. It's all good because it gets your exposure out there, right? I think that we should really allow college athletes to kind of take that UFC approach because, like, everybody Mm -hmm. looks forward to, like, Ohio State, Michigan, or, like, smaller scale, Kent versus Akron, right? Everybody looks forward to that. Oh, this is our rival. Like, fuck our rival. Like, we hate them, right? right? And it's all, like, okay, within the game, be respectful. Be, you know, sportsman-like. But I see no reason why outside of the game they should not be able to just let it fly. Can I can I tell you
1: why? Yeah, and, and I understand why it was a rivalry game, right? But us athletes, and you're an athlete too, right? So Used to he, be he, retired. Yeah, retired <laughs> athlete. Retired kids athlete. <laughs> State wrestler. He was a beast. But here's what I, here's what <laughs> I'll say though, like, and you know this. So this is why I'm, I'm pointing this out. As an athlete, professionally, in the college level, like there's there's things that you sign off on. Yes. Prior to the season, right, and there there is a code of conduct. It's a code there of is, conduct yeah. that you have to abide by, right? That you're you're just scribbling through on your yeah. signature. I think we, need to, yeah, we, we probably, need to change yeah, it. <laughs> like, yeah, we probably do. Like we probably do need well, to change it. Because here's the thing: but, how can all these professional athletes
0: do a lot of the things that they're doing, right? <laughs> like truthfully, how can they say, "Nah, I'm just gonna like." Let's just say kneeling for the national anthem. That yeah. was like a huge thing that huge like swept thing. the nation when it happened. Right? How can they just say, Oh, I'm I'm gonna do this, right? Mm-hmm. But they're like they're allowed to in their code of contact, it says, you know, there's times where you're allowed to just kind of do the do your thing, use your platform to, to say whatever you want. Right. Um and without like getting too much into the politics of it, I think that freedom is great. I don't like the act, but that freedom is great. I think we should all have the freedom to do that. And if you look at college athletics, I think for a lot of guys, it's trying to set them up for success at the professional level. So we should treat it like it is – because it is to a degree a professional level. We're getting paid for it both through nil now and also from scholarships, right? right. So I think we need to be treated more like professionals because we're technically adults. And we don't re- – I feel like right. a lot of people, they just turn 18 and they're like, oh, I'm an adult now. And it's like, okay, but not really because we don't really do anything. And society doesn't do anything that treat us like we're an adult. Until all of a sudden it's, hey, now you're 24, year you bills to pay. It's like, whoa, what? Like all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Right. Right. I think there needs to kind of be that precedent of we're setting them up for something bigger than just the NCAA. I feel like the NCAA very much so is like authoritarian in the sense of how they operate yeah. things.
1: Yeah, so by, by no means do I think that athletes in college shouldn't be getting opportunities to get paid and get money. Um, the NIO is a great – that's a great um, idea that was um, proposed. That has been kind of up and down uh, within this last year. Some guys will benefit. Some guys won't. Some guys okay. will benefit. Some guys won't. So, like, there's no really, really true like uh, balance to how that's going to turn out. Like, we don't know how it would actually benefit college athletes as a whole. Because I, I think that I got a, I got a question names, for you. So here's here, here's what I, here's here's where I was going. Like in in college, when you're fortunate enough to make it to that level, you're a one percenter. You're a one percenter. That doesn't that doesn't matter what sport you play. Like the amount of athletes in high school that go on to play collegiate is one percent. Yes. Yeah. Right. So the amount of guys that are getting NIL deals within this past year, I'm sure that's a small percent as well. Um, But going on to the professional level, the next level. to be able to be a college athlete and make it to a professional level, that's even smaller than 1%. Yeah. Um, so what I'm getting at is like, so a lot of these guys are professionals and they're making millions. Um, and some of those millions are guaranteed. Um, they're getting paid, you know, they're getting paid to represent, um, a brand, um, uh, an organization. Um, so like they're more, there's more freedom. There's more freedom to do as they please. And that's just the way that this is systematically set up. There's more freedom to use um, your voice, use your 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 platform to express how you truly feel, um, because you're getting paid at the end of the day. Um, like if 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 you know LeBron James walked away from the NBA, um, you know if Tom Brady walked away from the NFL, like they would be good. Like. They're yeah. in a position where they can say whatever they want to say. They're getting yeah. paid. Um, in college, I don't think any college athlete would ever be in a position to say, hey, I can do as I please. You don't think so? Even in, even in, even in like, yeah, if it's if it's beneficial. But if it's only beneficial for them and not the public percep- perception, um, they're playing with their future. And what I mean by their future... They're playing with the future as far as because I, I think that what I'm talking to. about yeah, I'm talking about from a football perspective. Yeah. But I know how the NFL operates to degree. Um now you're playing with your draft stock. Okay. You're playing with um, these owners and, and what they'll allow for players and what they won't okay. allow. i um, so I get like, I see where you're, you're getting you at. Know, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. going, so like
0: you're <laughs> see, okay, so I, I just fundamentally disagree with all of that. Okay, like man, I think it's, to
1: me. I think talk, it's stupid
0: because it's, it's it's it, undeniable. It might be stupid,
1: but I think that it's there's a it's, purpose. Yeah, there's a purpose. Yeah,
0: I just think that purpose is stupid because okay. I think that it limits the players and what they're allowed to do. But it, it's so much more beneficial for the owners because here's what
1: I'll say: I think we're on okay. the same page as far as like I. I, like, the rules are the rules. You're like, a rule follower. I'm not so much. Yeah, right, that's the only right. disagreement so is that right. I'm a rule like, breaker. You, and you're I would, like, uh, I don't know I the do rules, rules That doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with. Because they can make up rules day by day. They can install, exactly. implement, and take yeah. out different rules. But, like, I got to give you <laughs> what's being put in front of us. And that's the rules. Not if I agree with them or not. But, like, obviously, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> I do not agree with them at all. Because I think and this was proven from the UFC that, you know, people, people want that kind of reality TV, right? That's why reality TV shows are so popular. They right. want like the real, like, how does that this drive. guy, how does this guy really feel? Like he really feels like I'm gonna fucking kick your ass. Like right. that's really how it feels, right? So I think um, there's a huge opportunity to monetize that. And ultimately it's all, yeah. it's all business. The NFL is a business, right? All these professional leagues are businesses. College is a business. People don't like to admit that they yeah. think they're they're.
1: It's all a They think they're
0: out here to help you. They're not. They just want your money. It's all
1: business. Yeah. It's a business,
0: right? So, it's like this is a good beneficial business opportunity. I think people focus too much on trying to be proper, pristine, pretty. You know, oh, we don't want to offend anybody. It's like this stuff happens every single day on a day to day basis. A little bit of profanity is not going to hurt anybody, and and I think it's an, an amazing opportunity to monetize for everybody. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we should focus on more is that you're allowing these players to express their true self without having to worry about backlash. And I think that right there is far more imperative uh, to their life, their career, their success, and what they're able to do because they're able to do that so early on. And it mm-hmm. sets a precedent. Right. Yeah. And I, I think there's... it also sets precedent for the nation because a lot of people look to athletes of like how do they act? How do how do they handle right. like situations, right? Yeah. I think it sets a precedent for our culture.
1: I agree, I agree with you. And this is, here's what I'll say. I think the opportunity to monetize off any player, off any coach, um, anyone for that standpoint, the opportunity to monetize for these NFL organizations and these college programs, I think they'll jump at. Like if there's an opportunity to monetize over someone's drama, over someone's being their authentic self, and it's creating a lot of buzz, they'll jump at it real quick exactly. without any hesitation. Right. Um, but once it starts becoming what they quote unquote use as a distraction, once it starts becoming something that's jeopardizing their brand, that's when they'll pull back yeah, and say, so it's kind of like, I mean, there's fine lines, right? There's fine, there's lines, fine lines of what they allow and, you to and, do. and this is what, but this is why like, and I and I want to be respectful of saying this, but like <laughs> you don't have to, <laughs> man. Say how you think it. Yeah, but it's just, in, in a sense, though, it's, it's it can be hypocritical because you know if it's only to the benefit of them, it's only to okay the benefit with, one, of one, right? Party. If right. it's only to the benefit of what society thinks, yeah, and they're okay with it. Yeah, if this guy is, is is monetizing by him being his, like you know, we talk about AB, like Antonio Brown, like you know the guy. The, that's guy, crazy stuff, huh? the guy, that's crazy, <laughs> so he causes a lot of chaos. Yeah. But once that thing starts to, in the beginning, it's all sweet. Like it's all good. You know, we can live with it. Hell, it's getting more ticket sales. You know, it's benefiting us. Right. But once he starts to jeopardize the brand, now we don't want you here no more.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think the reason why things like that get out of hand is because they're not allowed to facilitate the way that, like the UFC purposely does press conferences so that they can talk shit to each other, right? Like it's facilitated. Yeah, even they have rules.
1: uh, But you wouldn't, (laughs) you
0: wouldn't know it looking at it, right? Right. But it it helps so much more. And it helps, you know, propel these guys to unbelievable levels Mm -hmm. like Conor McGregor. He's just some dude that punches guys in the face at the end of the day. And he's been
1: able to monetize off of his whole personality,
0: personality, right? Because he's a yeah, Yeah. and that's a very special breed of people. And I think If they want to um, kind of say, hey, we are providing this platform for everybody, then they need to truly do that and and say, this is a platform for you to be better, be the best version of yourself, whatever that is for you. If that is, hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm I'm a gunslinger and I'm going to say whatever I want.
1: But let me ask you this, though. What does that look like, though? Because then we're talking about structure here, like, we're like, you want someone to be their authentic self, but you also want them to abide within the structure. So like,
0: do you, so I, do, you, okay. do you think that it
1: can get out of order if we got people who, hey, he's being himself, he's being himself. No, I don't think all, so. Because <laughs> I, think, I, think, you know, I think this like, is a,
0: a thing that I've noticed in America and from Americans, we have a fascination with wanting to control what other people can say and do, mm-hmm. because it, it just seems whatever, it's offensive or whatever. And I just think that's the stupidest thing ever. Cause you're not going to like anything, everything in life. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, if I don't like what this guy says, I don't have to talk to him. I don't have to hang out with him. I don't have to listen to a show, whatever it is. Right. I, there's so many options, so many other, other people you can go to. I think it, I see it as nothing but upside, nothing but benefit. Um, because you're giving these guys the best platform possible. And it's, it's kind of showing other people that they can do the same, right? Like they don't have to put up with all these things that they're told to do that, uh, you know, basically don't bump into the walls too much and just live your life as a good little robot. It's like, I don't, I don't really like that. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, and as far as how would it look, I, I think it'd be difficult. Cause it's not really like um, in football, like it's not like a one-on-one so, right. where but it's like, like
1: I think some things is about protecting what's inside, what's structured, what's put together in place for, Not just you to succeed, but for the organization to succeed. Yeah. So like, you know, if I'm a reporter because we're talking about, you know, you know, my field of study, what I'm interested in, and I know that you and another teammate is going, you guys are at odds for something, for whatever reason. And I ask you about it in public, right? And you tell me, hey, even though he's my teammate, this is what's going on inside the locker room, you tell the public, hey. Forget this dude, and you speak down on him. And you speak bad, bad about him to the public. What what is that telling us? Yeah, it's to right. It's telling you it that right now you guys have a disorderly locker room. Mm-hmm. There's some things going on, and you let those things out. Well, right. So being able to express freely whatever you want to say, like you, it can't. It has to be some boundaries behind it, right? Like if I got if I got a problem with somebody on my team, and we're really not getting along, I still can't let Everyone, yeah, know that just because that's just how I feel. Yeah, well, I I think there's a difference between
0: an organization telling you you can't do that, and everybody having a set of morals to say it doesn't it does nothing but do us a disservice to do that right. and put that out in the public, yeah. right? I think it should be the individual's own um, ability to decide. I, I want to got divulge you. it, right? I I, don't, you, I just don't like that the that organizational organization power. can't slam
1: you. If you ever, if if that ever was the case, and you decided to do that, the organization you yeah. don't want the organization. Because be I, yeah, I think the <laughs> I coach
0: should, yeah. Because I think the coach, the coach should be able to reel in his guys, reel in, reel in the locker room stuff, and say, "Look, all right, this is what we want on our team. This is the culture we want. We don't just want to win. We want to be upstanding individuals." You can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Sure, but there are going to be consequences, just like real life. So, cool. If you it. want to go go out doing all this stuff, the, the NFL is not going to say. You can't do that. That's not what we stand for. Because I, honestly, I don't think the NFL really stands for anything. I
1: mean, they're <laughs> all over the
0: fucking place. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But they don't really have yeah. a set of morals like, here's what the <laughs> NFL stands for. You're all over the place. You just mm-hmm. want wherever the money is. If, it, if it's with LGBTQ+, money. that's what you're doing. Money-driven, yep. It, yeah, money exactly. Driven. So money it's like, driven. okay. It's like a lot of
1: things money-driven,
0: yeah. Everything is, right? So yeah. it's like. I don't. I don't like the organization telling you no. We can't do that, especially when they don't have their own set of boundaries of like here's really what we stand for. Right. But I think individual coaches can sit, sit there and say, hey, look, like this isn't the kind of guy we want on our team, right? Like this isn't like a, the kind of character.
1: So you want that freedom? You don't want to have to worry about being penalized. I, I think. Is that what you're yeah.
0: Well, I think you can be. You can kind of. There's consequences for everything. Right. And Sometimes, we have choices
1: for everything.
0: Exactly. Right. I think we should be guided more. More so by a set of morals rather than a set of rules. Gotcha. Right. It's it's not. I can't say this because the organization says I can't say it, and I'll get fined or fired. It's I can't say this because it's not the morally correct thing to do. It's between me and him. We should sort it out, and it's imperative to our team that we sort it out on our own, and then and then go into the season or the next game.
1: You you in, in other words, you leave that control into each individual. Exactly. Right. So, but here's the thing with that. How many people do you think? First of all, everyone's different, obviously. But how many people have the same amount of moral control? They don't. That you have. They don't, and that's it's like, all unequal. That's so, the like, purpose, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, that's the purpose. But then you're talking about I think, something being re- like if you're talking about some stuff all over the place. <laughs> like, stuff would be all over the place. It'd like, be adjusted. Would you, cause you cause like it like crazy... that, or would you like it more structurally sound, where like we we abide by a certain? Like, obviously, everyone's not going to follow the rule. but no. you know what's right and what's wrong, <laughs>
0: right, right? But do we? Do we? Anyway? Do we? Because now right. I think we're getting into this territory of, well, how can we do that? How can, how can we say the NFL can't tell us what to do, but we should have the morals? Well, America doesn't even have morals,
1: right? Like, really, what
0: unites us as Americans? There's nothing. There's nothing, Right. We got dudes that don't want to stand for the national anthem. that That's political somehow. Now it's all, oh, you're a conservative if you stand for the flag. It's like, it's our flag. We should all want to be very, yeah. like, I love America. No, everybody hates America. Half the country wants to leave. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, like, what unites us as people, you know? It's right. like, I don't think there really is anything. And it's really kind of scary. And like, when, when you're a young kid about to grow up and be an adult, it's kind of like, where do we, where do we go? Like, is, do I even want to live in this country? If this is how people are, like, think, yeah, the people that hate America most are Americans.
1: I think for why. the younger age, you just hit on a great point. Um, for the younger age children, like what we are, lear- what they are learning growing up is completely different mm-hmm. from even when we were younger growing up. And well, they're he was indoctrinated.
0: Yeah, I would argue. I mean, like, which that's it, a little bit more of the political sphere.
1: Yeah, kind and, of and, and it's hard to into. stay away from political politics i mean because like you can tie it's, it in anything
0: it's ingrained in a little bit of everything yeah. right like as we're as uh we we discussed a lot last year it's kind of in, ingrained in sports yeah for sure. but part for of sure. it is I, d- I don't think it belongs in sports i truly don't but there's things that are construed as political that i don't believe they should be i think we should have a strong sense of nationalism and i think there's nothing wrong with saying i love america and that this is yeah, the greatest sure. country and i think everybody should believe that because you live here Right? If you don't believe that, go somewhere else. Yeah. Like,
1: what if, are you doing? If, if, like, you, if you don't, if you don't, you shouldn't, I think you shouldn't feel bad about saying what you truly really believe. If exactly. You if yeah. you love America, you love America. Um, if, you, if you don't, then I don't think it's that simple and easy to say, all right. Because, you know, you got people who are, people who are getting wired and, and, yeah. and brought up and, and, and learning a certain different way so um some people they hate america they don't know why they hate america some people love america they really don't know why they love america other than this is where they live and this is the freedom of the land like mm-hmm. you know they know those things but why yeah. do you love america why do you, why you, love, do you yeah. hate america mm-hmm. so if you get down to the basics of it like you know you have to know why you believe the way you believe exactly yeah
0: it's you know, it, not, not everything's it black and white
1: things right? yeah you know, that's I'm
0: my trying. big thing when, whenever, like, sometimes I'll just get into stupid political debates with people. And my big thing is I'm not trying to win the debate. Mm-hmm. All I care about is if you rationalize why you believe in something. Yeah. I think that's a very important I skill to do in anything, not just yeah. politics. It's why do you believe this is the best course of action for the business? Why do you believe this is mm-hmm. the best course of action if you want to transfer uh, for athletics? Like, why do you believe that? If you don't know why you believe it, you shouldn't be doing it. Right? right? Or, and you shouldn't believe it. That's, that's my, my understanding. Right but okay. I want to wrap this up with one last question yep. just cause I know we'll talk for hours and <laughs> we got plenty around. more topics we can, yeah. we can cover, you know, <laughs> now that you're, now that you're warmed up a little bit, yeah. you're not as timid. <laughs> not can, I know you were, <laughs> I know, man, I, I gotta get, you, get the energy out of you. Yeah. But, um, cause, cause you're an energetic guy. You just don't show it. You try to be a little, yeah. little too proper and politically correct sometimes, man. It, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, So I want to bring this back since we kind of touched a little bit on politics and the whole morals idea and how the outside world affects sports. I want to bring it back to nil and how – what do you think um, in the sense that how how can that impact Title IX? Because I think Title IX is one of those things in sports where it is open discrimination. Nobody really looks at it like that. I look at it like that because – I was a, a wrestler, and that's one of the sports that immediately gets cut for girls sports, right? And the reason why – not a lot of people know this, um, but I when you actually look into it, it's all public information. Football gets the most scholarships. They get 86, I believe, somewhere around there, 85. It's got full scholarships, mm-hmm. right? How many guys play on, on the field at a time, in a, in a game, right? You, you got special teams, defense, offense. How many guys is that total? What, in they, total? In total, 33. 33? 33? Okay, mm-hmm. so 33 – then all their backups, 66.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now you're getting the third strings that are getting full rides. You, you guys, you said to yourself, you get like three, four meals a day, right? You get everything yeah. paid for. You're traveling all over the place. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And now with Nil, it's, okay, who's making all this money? It's football players, right? Kids 18 years old, they don't know what they want to do with their life. But, hey, guess what? He's a really good running back. He's a really good quarterback. Phenomenal wide receiver. We're going to pay you $2 million to come play it for us. Are you serious? An 18-year-old kid with $2 million that he doesn't know anything about about the world, like probably doesn't really isn't capable of having money. that level of money and instant like level up in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, if all these guys are getting all this money, the number one thing with uh, with Title Nine is that they need to balance out girls' scholarships, right? So there'll be 10 girls' teams, to t- 10 to 12 girls' teams just to balance out football and men's basketball, mm. right? So it's like, okay, well, football's making all this money from nil. Should we talk about maybe taking scholarships away from them so that way we don't have to cut other sports just to balance out the girls? Or like, should we make the girls step up their game? Like, I'm not gonna lie, Kent State Wrestling, there's a lot of things that maybe aren't aren't the greatest, but our fundraising is phenomenal. We right. raised over $60,000 mm-hmm. last year, just just our team. Right. And compared to other teams, there was like, what, 40 guys on the team. Right. right? Compared to football, you guys were behind us.
1: What in terms of um, fundraising. fundraising?
0: You guys were behind. I think the yeah. only people that beat us is golf and golf yeah. has three fundraisers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they have three people that just donate like fifteen thousand dollars each. Right. Yeah. So just huge donors. Right. Because m- yeah. there's a lot of money in golf. So mm-hmm. it's like, OK, we're, we're killing it, but we're not allowed to use all that money. Like, like I don't even know
1: where that money's going. Do you know where the money's going? Like for all the money that's some that's some the, off the
0: podcast stuff that
1: fundraising, stuff. <laughs> yeah, <I got laughs> some it.
0: off podcast stuff. Yeah, no, like, that, I
1: have no clues. Like I, I really
0: don't know. Well, but so we we actually fundraise for a lot of the things that we do. So we travel out to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's like one of the it's the it is the biggest uh, college tournament in the country aside from the NCAA. Um, it's called the Las Vegas Invitational. And so all these really good teams go out there. And the theory is, you know, we're, we're uh, smaller, um, you know, because we're in the MAC, So we're not going to face a lot of the top guys. Like Big Ten, that's the conference as far as wrestling. Like nobody beats them. Eight out of ten national champions are from the Big Ten. Like they're, they're legit. They're the best. The most big teams go to Las Vegas. So it's kind of like, all right, you have one good match. You can knock off a guy and go from unranked to all of a sudden you're in the top 20 which can really help as far as like getting allocations for conferences and stuff, which that gets into more technical college wrestling stuff um, that a lot of people probably don't, don't understand or care to know. Um, what was your question again? I, totally I was forgot.
1: where was the fundraising coming from?
0: Coming from, it's coming from us.
1: Like, do you guys, so our, co- our so coach do you will pass know, out like papers like, and say, okay. like, know where the fundraising money yeah, is going? Like, uh, where yeah, it's going, so oh yeah yeah so it goes
0: to that um so like our trips are like everywhere we go like hotels like all those stuff and then also our gear and like okay. all that stuff so all of our shoes um and like what is it like just gear that we get. So to are you saying you
1: you wanted the the, the the funds to be spread out equally like into no like not equally the I don't female, think it should be equal at all. And...
0: No, I'm saying should we make the females step up their game? <laughs> like let's be honest, like I... okay because okay. <laughs> This is gonna get into something that's a little, <laughs> little out there. But listen, all right, sex sells. Everybody knows that. That's like rule number one in advertising: sex sells, right? I'm not telling people to go out and sexualize themselves, but realistically, if they did like a bikini car wash, how much money do you think they could fundraise? Probably a season and a half's worth of.
1: I get more money, here, a lot
0: more money, right? Yeah, there's, there's, there's so like, ways. To and I'm not that. saying that's something they should do, or you know, get into the ethics of it. I I'm just saying there's right. avenues. That should should we require everybody else to step up their game, and say you know what, fuck Title Nine. Like I don't think it's fair at all. I think it's open discrimination to help somebody, somebody else just kind of be lazy. Like because we're not allowed to be lazy. Like if we don't fundraise forty thousand dollars every year, we don't get to do any of that stuff. We don't go to tournaments. We don't get gear. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like okay, well, if football is the main reason that Title Nine even exists, really. 'Cause it's it, it's oh, you got a team of hundred guys, hundred twenty guys. Mm-hmm. We gotta balance all that out for all these girls' teams. Yeah. You got like lacrosse of like maybe thirty girls, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like you get so, like bunches. Right.
1: So obviously like more people, more money. Right. So like in that area, you have football right? mm-hmm. we have more people, we generate more revenue. Yeah. Um, you know, even if let's just say our parent all of our parents came to the game, mm-hmm. all, all of our parents alone. Like that's more people, that's more tickets. Yes. You know, so that's totally. more money. Yeah. You know, so um i think that the amount of revenue we generate based off our sport and this popularity like that has nothing to do with the females working harder like i think even if they did work hard and they were winning like we got more numbers like we're going to have more yeah you know and, and but that's the sport that we play like we okay. can't help yeah but um, like
0: what what i'm saying is like I get all that. Like that's an inherent
1: spread, Well, that's a, that's a spread. inherent
0: advantage with football. Right. Like football makes the money should for everybody. Share,
1: should we share that though, Is what you're saying? No, I'm
0: saying like because Title Nine tries to balance all that out, right? Because right. equal yeah. opportunity. I'm saying should we just say, well, why are we taking money from football right. and giving it to everybody else? Should everybody else just step up their game? Because we are completely fundraised. Everything we do is from our money. Uh, like coach will hand out sheets of. Write down 10 people, tell them all to donate on this day because the university will match our money. And it's like a whole thing. We'll go from right. like $10,000 donated to 30000 in one day, right? Because right? our coach, he's like on it, right? So that's all us that we do. Why can't other teams do that? Like, why can't we fundraise for our scholarships, right? If Because we, we only had 9.9, which is a super weird number. Mm-hmm. But for like 40 guys, 9.9 9 is not a lot. 9.9 9 people. Nine nine point nine scholarships.
1: Nine point nine, yeah, for nine point nine
0: for f- for four for forty people to split between forty
1: people. Ooh, okay. yeah.
0: So, gotcha. do You so guys, guys even do partial
1: scholarships? No, you don't
0: know what that is. Oh no, yeah, I yeah, don't. no, no, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was on partial scholarship. I got thirty five hundred dollars. That's what I got. That I'm was like, a partial okay. scholarship, right? So, there is a lot of guys though that will be like, okay, maybe he's on seventy percent. Or whatever. Or right, okay, we gotta get see, creative with how we get. Like, okay, this guy's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there. this guy's super good, but he's also super smart. We can get him a lot of academic. Right. Anybody right? on full there? Was there anybody? On yeah, full we there? had a, we had like three guys on full my freshman year, and that's why it was like, all oh, right, this is so they stupid. Take him, they, they, yeah. they take now you both. only have you all know right. six point nine <laughs> left. Like, what the heck, you know? Right, but I'm can. saying, like, w- why shouldn't we be able to fundraise? And get twenty scholarships, right? If we're like, we don't really care to go that far, but but we want we want more scholarships because we
1: have kids that, let's be honest, paying for college is hard. With the amount of fundraising that you guys are doing, the amount of money you guys are raising, I'm I'm not, I don't expect you to know the amount of money you guys are raising. It was sixty three thousand, sixty two thousand dollars last year. So is that that that's enough for how many scholarships? Two.
0: So uh um so that's the thing. I don't know how they do the scholarships. Okay. That's the only thing. Because like a full ride for me in state is different than half, a full ride for a kid out of state. Right. But you're having you know,
1: thirty-five, right? Yeah.
0: Like I don't know if they like balance balance it out or right. something. Um and obviously we need to be a little bit smarter about how we allocate scholarships. Like not everybody should get money and and you know, also some guys are a lot smarter, so we don't need to give them athletic money. If they can get academic, you know, like just basic mm-hmm. things like that, or like people qualify for grants, either in certain majors. Like we need to do our due diligence and look into that too. But you know, it's kind of like okay, nine point nine scholarships for forty guys is kind of ridiculous, and it's been like that forever. Is that
1: how it is? Just here or is everywhere? Just...
0: Ev- everywhere, really? It, yeah, that's like NCA wrestling.
1: Things you don't know. Wow, that's just crazy. I didn't yeah. even know that. I'm like,
0: yeah. See, so it's like different. That's why I'm. I like look at football and I'm like we could be doing it there's so many other things we could do because like we don't have a ton of scholarships, right? And so the idea is they need to balance out the amount of scholarships because that's considered equal opportunity. And I'm sitting here like we don't have <laughs> got, equal opportunity. I got, I got, we go and so get
1: eighty six the football got eighty six, you said about eighty six you guys
0: got eighty five full ride scholarships
1: just give up about ten of those, put it down I'm like you get
0: you can, you can put, I was like if I was like, if every but, single guy coming into college thing, football but, now is going to be making a million dollars just to go somewhere, not even playing right. just to go. We can't get 20K? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. You know? And I'm not even begging for it. I'm just like, well, if we can fundraise it well, ourselves, a, why can't I think that, uh, everybody else?
1: You know? Like, we do it. There's enough to go around. It's just a matter of who's um, – I don't like, think everybody sedentary. deserves it.
0: I don't think it, I don't think Is everybody it
1: deserves.
0: It. deserves it. No, I like I, I'm not asking for football money. I'm saying, you know, they got all this money. Well, okay, we don't have the money, so we we bring it up. Like right. we do so, it ourselves. So why can't everybody Kent else?
1: State, June, I think it was June 8th, June 7th. We had a in Ohio mega camp. Like What's a Kent that? Kent State football mega camp. Okay. Uh, where we we basically just hosted a camp, high school football camp. Gotcha. Um, bunch of colleges showed up i know how state was there syracuse okay uh, michigan Nebraska, like a whole bunch of yeah. like a, a at least five or six power fives and a whole bunch of different division one different division two schools um so we made a lot of money off that yeah i can't remember the exact amount am i going to say a number up, up the side of my neck um
0: okay see but we we don't do so, that Right, like even with all the money we fundraise, right. we
1: we don't do that. Like we could still make but more like, money. You know, pr- promoting is a huge thing, though. Exactly. Like, yeah. And do you guys have the platform to promote? I'm asking. I, I don't know. Do you guys have the
0: platform? So here's to the thing: a lot of the money that we get are guys that are just like alumni and like our coach knows guys, everybody in Kent because he's been here sense. 40 years. Guys, you know, he knows everybody. We could probably get in with like some of the some of the bars downtown or like some restaurants that you know we could get sponsored. And like, okay, they sponsored like they sponsor this dual meet with OU. That's like our big rival, OU. All right, sponsored by Ray's Place. You know, they've been here however many years. Great, it's a little sales pitch for them. And, and we get some money for that event, for like promoting their their product, right? Like we just need to think a little bit more business like because everything's a business. Like we talked, yeah. talked about that earlier. I think we already are doing our full potential of what we could to make money, but we're still killing everybody else at Kent State specifically. I, I can't speak for other programs, but Kent State specifically because I know, I know kind of the economy of what's been going on here in the athletic field. Like why can't girls' soccer, soccer go and raise money, right? Why do we need to balance out, say, oh, well, you know, we need to give them this percentage of scholarships and and then give girls across some and, and you know, girls field hockey some because, well, that's like a third of the football team. So they need to be equal as well. Like, I don't even know the
1: numbers. It's crazy. I, like, I don't know either. Yeah.
0: No, nor do I care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it should be, let's, you know, let's help ourselves here. Let's not just beg everybody. Right. Like that's, that's how I look at it. Right. It's like, we have the avenues to make money. Why don't, why aren't we doing it? Like, why, why, why aren't we empowering ourselves to do it? Why, why do we have to it Goes back to that organizational yeah. power thing of like, I don't right. like the NCAA saying we have to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thought is on that. It's yeah. kind of what the original question of how we got into this topic was. Yeah, like Title Nine, should we get should we scrap it? Should we scrap it?
1: I mean,
0: I I mean where are we at? It don't matter where we're at. I'm asking. <laughs> 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 I, I want your answer to this question, man. Nah,
1: I mean to wrap it to bring it back full circle. You know, I think so. If you're if you're thinking that that each. Programs should fundraise. I think that's absolutely true. Like, you know, but in terms of where they spend their money, how they choose to spend it, um, I think the athletes most importantly come first. Yeah. So I think if you're going to use those fundraisings on things that are, to be quite frankly, are beneath the athletes, you want to get better facilities, get better uh, water bottles, get better gear. Like, yeah. I think that those finances should stem from athletes first so i like, get you have enough money to um produce enough power to put another kid on scholarship mm-hmm. add, a, add an additional player on scholarship yeah. then i think you should do that with the fundraisers from, yeah. with the fundraising funds but we're not allowed to right so like, I think we're, that's, like we're,
0: we're literally like ncaa tells us right you're not so allowed. To that's where,
1: that. so right exactly to yeah. that point i think that's where the ncaa comes into in play yeah because of equality i think that right i think that's that like the the
0: Right. scope in which they view it is like well it would be equal because what you know what if say field hockey well field hockey didn't, didn't fundraise enough to right i think
1: that to do that with, with what's happening with the NIO and the amount of like let's just be honest like i don't like and i don't want to speak um too too soon or, or out of order but like and There's just certain sports where they're, <laughs> like, they're, they're just certain sports.
0: I'm not going to name it. What is it, cities. August 19th, 2022? <laughs> that's the date. So if this uh, information is bad in the future, that's your, that's your prerogative. So well, like, say, oh, say, I wasn't saying but...
1: say anything crazy, but like, some, unfortunately, in some sports, um, you know, they're, they're not getting any NIL deals.
0: I'm yeah, sure. like wrestling is you one know, of those that's like, we're a lot smaller. People don't care about it. I mean, we don't make money. But there's still, like, the top, top guys that, like, okay, they sign Mm -hmm. deals with, like, the biggest, like, wrestling brands, so they're making money. But, like, that's how it is in business, too. Not everybody's going to have that million-dollar idea, right? right? That's just, I think, the fair competitive market. If you're up to par, you're up to par. If you're not, you're not. Like, I don't think we need to do so much to boost everybody up and be like, hey, we're all the same. No, we're not. I'm better than you. <laughs> like, you know, I'm better than you. That is like the
1: basis of athletics. I'm better than you, so I win. There is Correct. there's a loser. You're you're the loser. Like you there's lost. There's always gonna be a tough guy. It's just like, you know, it's a pecking order to everything, like yeah, you're gonna have the highest pay, the lowest pay. <laughs> <laughs> like I got you. You're like you're like, all right, that's a ball way
0: of putting it, but hey that's how we do it.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: Well, I, I think this, that was a that was a good final question to wrap up on some interesting views. I think it's it's always interesting when, when we disagree and kind of rationalize that. Um, but it's not something to like fight over. But oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's always like interesting, like yeah. we we both look at it from two different perspectives yep. and Perspective. well, it's, it's, it's it's nice to hear that. So uh, if you wanna follow Daniel, I can let him give give his socials out.
1: Yep. Um, my Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram, that's Daniel Van spell it out D-A-N-I-E-L-D-A-N-G-U-R-A, number twenty. Um, So that's my IG handle. Um, If you want to follow me there, let me know. Absolutely,
0: man. Best running back in the mat coming up this season, (laughs) man. man. He's about to light it up. Uh, (laughs) My socials um, are uh, my Instagram is underscore Jacob Sherman underscore. If you guys want to follow me there, follow follow my journey, my career, what what I'm doing. Obviously, we're just getting started with this, but this is a, a weekly podcast. Uh, like I said, we try to come out with an episode every uh, Friday or Saturday, just kind of depending on how I can get guests on and and um, you know, kind of scheduling uh, with that. Eventually, I'll probably have a co-host at some point. Uh, for anybody who's actually made it this far into the podcast, eventually, I will have a co-host. Um, just to, to kind of talk about things go, going on, because uh, eventually we'll run out of guests. But hopefully, we'll, we'll have phenomenal guests on, like Daniel again, and we can have some more great conversations. So, anybody who stayed this long, thank you so much. We very, very much so appreciate it. Uh, and stay tuned for, for the next one. We'll see you next week.